Welcome to Conversations with Craig. I'm Meridian Baldacci, Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance. And while I'm not Craig DeRoche, I am filling in for him today. If you've been following the news lately, you know that today's schools are painting a very different picture of America than you and I grew up with. And if you're listening to this show, my guess is you want to get us back to an America where our children are taught to embrace American values. So today you'll get to hear an interview with the author of a new book who's arguing for just that. He wants to get us back to American values. But before we hear from that special guest, it's time for One Minute with Craig, or today you get One Minute with Meridian, where I'll give my take on the topic of the week in just 60 seconds. So here we go. Three, two, one. It's easy for us to wonder who can restore America or how can we gain ground in the next election? Here's my take. With the Lord's blessing, you can help restore America. You can help gain ground in 2024. You can make a difference. And so can I. Our nation is made up of many individual people. And look, only a few can pass our laws. But so many people can run for office or vote for good candidates or reach out to their elected officials. There's no denying that only a handful of Americans have the money to run media companies, but many people can choose their media intake wisely and test ideas against the word of God. And not everyone can write the curriculum that enters your child's classroom, but any parent could be the one who speaks up at the school board meetings or explores school choice options or disciples their kids at home. And you know what? If we each voted and spoke out and discerned what was best for our families, well, that would be the beginning of a better America. And guess what? We already are moving toward a better America because that's already happening. But my question for you is, are you part of that movement? That's my take for today. Now I am pleased to introduce Tim Gagline. He's a former White House aide to George W. Bush, a current vice president at Focus on the Family, and a longtime friend to Family Policy Alliance. He just wrote a new book called Toward a More Perfect Union, The Moral and Cultural Case for Teaching the Great American Story. Craig got to sit down with him last week to talk about this book, and I can't wait for you to hear this interview. When you drop off your child at school, you expect them to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. But what if they are learning a completely different set of lessons? What would you do if you found out your child was learning about gender fluidity, being given contraceptives, or playing sports against someone of the opposite sex? This is why we made Back to School for Parents a free, comprehensive guide to protecting your children in the classroom. Learn about your rights and your children's rights, plus receive guidance on how to talk to your children about sensitive and difficult subjects. Visit the link in the show notes to get your free copy today so you can have peace of mind while your child is at school. It's a real privilege uh, to uh, have you here with us, Tim. Uh, uh, Please come on in and join us. It's a real uh, pleasure and honor to be with you, Craig. Uh, We at Focus on the Family love everything about Family Policy Alliance, and it's so great to be in a you know wonderful coalition with you and all of your wonderful team. Thank you, and and uh, it you know it, it's such a blessing to work with Focus, uh, where we were actually founded within Focus. For those of you that are listening that don't know that, and where we still get the privilege of partnering in so many things, but today we're talking about. I, I just love the title of your book, Tim. 
toward a more perfect union. That's a motion. You you start this by uh, going in a motion toward a more perfect union. And then you say the moral and the cultural case for teaching, you know, the American story, the American values and the rest of us. So uh, that's the book that we're talking about. And, and I'll promote the book as you and I talk, but it's uh, toward a more perfect union. It's a privilege to have you on here. Tell us about the book. I'd love to, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. You know, uh, in my role at Focus on the Family, Craig, I travel about a third of the time. Uh, and over the course of the last uh, three years, and I really should say uh, three to five years because it was before COVID as well, uh, you know, north, south, east, or west, regardless, frankly, of, of where I was, you know, after a uh, you know, set of remarks or a speech, uh, you know, typically you open up for questions, comments, concerns with pinpoint accuracy. I could be in California, I could be in Oklahoma, uh, Florida, Colorado, New York, wherever. Uh, people overwhelmingly could almost with pinpoint predictability uh, say the following. Uh, I've never been more concerned about my country. Secondly, if they have children or grandchildren, I'm particularly concerned about the kind of country I'm leaving to them. And the third thing was the following, I don't know what to do. And I promise you, Craig, if I heard uh, that refrain once, I've heard it uh, countless times. And so after having listened to this and really listening to what people were asking and concerned about, I decided to dive into the research to find out how is it that in this really remarkable country, we have now had three generations of young Americans who don't know the story of America. How did that happen? Was it bad teaching? Was it, you know, what? And what I found overwhelmingly is two things. I found that it was intentional to uh, misinform and to propagandize young Americans. This has been going on now for about 50 years. And I spend a lot of time in toward a more perfect union uh, speaking about how and where uh, that came from. But secondly, and I think this is so crucial, I did not just want to lay out what the you know, problem is or what the concern is, although I think it's important we you know, take time to do that. I think we're morally honor bound to say, what is the problem? Where did it come from? What is its scope and depth? But the second part of the book and the larger part of the book is what to do about it. What are the solutions? How are we as a country, culture, and civilization going to actually address uh, this series of problems? So that's why I wrote Toward a More Perfect Union. And I have to say, uh, the early part of the uh, book publishing uh, has had an electric start. I'm, I'm very grateful, honored before God. I think people are really uh, interested in this theme. Well, you know, I, I can tell you, um, because I know your history, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show, I wanted to share this with our audience. Uh, Tim Gagline is with us. He's a vice president of Focus on the Family. He special assistant to jo uh, George W. Bush. He's written other books, and he's talking about his new book, Toward a Perfect Union. We want you to, folks, if you're enjoying this interview, we want you to share. We want you to like. We're also putting up links to uh, for you so you can check out uh, toward a more perfect union, the moral and cultural case for teaching the American story. And, you know, Tim, my next question is, you know, your your book infers that there is something different about the American story in the, in the way America teaches things. Uh, please share with the audience uh, um, what, what your thoughts are on that. 
Well, I'd be delighted to do so. I begin the book, Craig, by saying that one of the most important conversations on this topic I've ever had was with the late great historian David McCullough. Uh, I really think he's one of our, uh, you know, was one of our finest historians. And he told me, Craig, that he had insomnia. Uh, he said his insomnia was rooted in the deepest concerns possible uh, for the rising generation of young Americans and what they don't know. Uh, and he spoke to me at length about uh, the kind of historic and cultural illiteracy, which he felt was a plague on our nation. So uh, in starting the research of my book, I literally jumped into uh, huge empirical data and research to better understand just how bad this problem is. I must say, uh, it was worse than I think. And I, I speak as an inveterate optimist. And I want to give you a, a couple of examples, uh, if I may. Uh, one of the things I was particularly intrigued by and shocked by was uh, a, a test which is given to all uh, people, legal immigrants, uh, who want to be citizens of the United States. Uh, it's a very basic test. And this particular test, Craig, was given to a huge number of public school students across the United States. Uh, I hope most people are sitting down because when you learn the stats, it's shocking. Uh, 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 only one in four could name George Washington as the first president of the United States of America. Uh, less than 10% knew that there are nine members of the United States Supreme Court and not even 30% knew that the president of the United States is the head of the executive branch of government. By the way, what is particularly concerning and sobering about these statistics, Craig, is that uh, as, uh, as Americans move through uh, primary, secondary, and then uh, uh, college and university, the numbers actually get smaller uh, as to what they know not bigger. So we have a major problem, literally, at every uh, level of American education. And, and, I, and as I said, when, when we began our great conversation, the question is, why? And what I found is that there uh, have been a number of people who willfully wanted to erase the American story. Uh, they were much more interested in misinformation, propaganda, uh, and literally the kind of wokeism, cancel culture, and erasure uh, that we think of now has really been going on for more uh, than, 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 than 35 years. And so I wanted to spend an entire chapter uh, on Howard Zinn, uh, who is uh, unfortunately uh, now called an American historian. But uh, Craig, his uh, uh, textbooks were the most widely used American history textbooks for young Americans. They, he was a neo-Marxist. He was completely at war with the story of America. And I'm particularly sorry to say that I think uh, that his version of the United States and our history has now become the standard version in far too many public and private and Christian schools. I mean, it's really concerning. Well, it, it it's a really, yeah, I'm with you, concerning. Uh, people would use more powerful words than that. I know some <laughs> of you at home uh, might do that as you're listening to this interview. Um, you know, the American story is a powerful thing. And, and, you know, one of the things that you talk about is restoring American values. What, what are yes. some of the, you know, those values that are um, being obfuscated that, that we should be um, talking about restoring in America? I think the most important is, uh, is truth. 
Uh, I think that in an era of moral relativism and nihilism, uh, which have powered the kind of misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda in our schools, I think that you know that's the seedbed of it. But I think uh, you know, as as our second president John Adams famously said, facts are stubborn things. Uh, and and another U.S. senator many years later, uh, Craig, famously and I think kind of humorously said. Everyone is entitled to his own opinions, but not everyone is entitled to his own facts. And I think that this is uh, part of the restoration and the renewal and the regeneration that we uh, seek and need and want if we are continue if we are to continue uh, as a free nation. You know, I, I think that liberty and freedom is very fragile, uh, and I think we have to preoccupy ourselves with the rising generation of young Americans. We have to go tell a new generation. We have to go tell them and have them actually read the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. They need to understand the uh, Judeo-Christian tradition, which is the firm foundation of our nation. And one of the things I expressly did not want to do in this book uh, is simply you know, to 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 kind of a counter propaganda with more propaganda. You know, that that's always a failure uh, and the worst thing you can possibly do. We have to be comfortable with the fact that no nation in the history of the world is a perfect nation. And that's why I use the preamble to the Constitution as part of the title, uh, you know, uh, toward a more perfect union, uh, which is to say we're not perfect. We are all fallen. We all fall short of the glory of God including great nations. But that does not erase the fact that objectively, uh, this is the greatest nation in the history of mankind. I mean, the, the, the achievements for freedom uh, and the sharing of freedom and liberty uh, is really genuinely, truly without precedent in the history of the world. And those who are so much in opposition to the United States now control so many of our institutions uh, that, that, that are the levers of sharing history and culture. And that is expressly, in my opinion, one of the biggest challenges we have in the United States in the 21st century. And, and this is exactly why I love your book. Uh, we're with Tim Gagline. He is the author of Toward a More Perfect Union, the Moral and Cultural Case of Teaching the American Story, Why This is So Important, Right now, and and he, Tim, thank you for sharing that perspective you just had. I've got a follow up question to it because, Please. you know, we're, you know, the question is, is there hope? And and and, mm -hmm. and before you answer that, uh, on restoring these values, you know, you you really are taking a different approach that I want our listeners to understand. That a lot of people say I'm right, and they shout at the other side, and they say I'm right. You're taking the approach that the, the the greatest asset we have in the American stories, we're going directionally towards something we can never really be perfect, but we have a way of dealing with these things. It's superior, you know, because yes. it's rooted in these values. Yes. And, and, uh, those people are attacking the values now. So uh, um, some people might feel a little depressed. Some people might feel a little discouraged out there. But uh, um, should we be hopeful that we can restore some of these values in America? I promise uh, A to Z, as they say, uh, I'm a hopefulist to the core, but not without reason. Uh, I think uh, that we are living in the midst of a parental rebellion. And that's good because uh, it, it has happened uh, because parents, grandparents, 
local communities are waking up. And for the first time in all 50 states, people are saying, wait a minute, who's on our school board? Wait a minute, where does the curriculum come from? Who decides the curriculum? You know, how involved should we be in our school? You know, th th this is incredibly refreshing uh, to be able to recognize that we have a major problem and we have to connect the recognition of a problem to action. So faith and action together. And I think, Craig, if I may, to your second point, uh, I find that refreshing as well, because it's important to ask ourselves, what do we want? You know, well, what do we seek? And I think that that begs another question. Here's a good one. What kind of a country do we want 50 years from now? Because if we can all agree that what we want, and I believe you know, it is, is that we want an informed uh, citizenry of young Americans uh, who have a rightful uh, reason to be patriotic about their country, who have a rightful reason to love and revere and defend the Constitution, uh, who have a right to and, and, and a responsibility to understand the catechesis of the United States, the Declaration of Independence, to understand and to celebrate and to be uh, nourished by the power of the various chapters of American history, the American Revolution, uh, the, the, the Civil War, uh, World War I and II, the Great Depression, uh, you know, the, the Cold War. I mean, these are very important turns in the American story uh, and how America deals with the most difficult chapters in our national life. And one of the reasons, among many, that we have to be hopeful is that America has had many of these difficult uh, hairpin curves. Uh, and, 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 and without exception, through those chapters of American history, the American people have recognized that we have a problem and that we have to do something about it. Uh, and, and without exception, we have. And so it seems to me uh, that, that, that we have all kinds of reasons for hope. And I uh, have a sense uh, that in 50 years, we can confidently say uh, that, the, that the best chapters of American history are definitively ahead of us because in part of the recognition of the problem and doing something about it now. Well, I am, I'm an optimist by nature, and, and uh, you and I both know that we put our hope in a person, too. Yes. That is the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. So um, we are hopeful. And, uh, Tim, it's been a real privilege to be with you today. I just have one last point that, that I'd like to make and get your take on, Please. which is, um, you know, parents like myself, I have a 21, 19, 15-year-old girls they're hearing all of this filth, all of this misdirection and the rest of this stuff. I think your book is perfectly written for a parent to read right now, you know, uh, uh, to be able to go back to my kids and to be able to explain to them uh, what's at stake, uh, uh, yeah. what happened and, and what we could be doing as a country. And um, I know you didn't write it necessarily as a parent's guide, but am I right or wrong? And that, that would be helpful uh, uh, for people to check it out uh, uh, for that purpose. That really is the perfect uh, grace note for our conversation, because what I say in a more uh, toward a more perfect union is that the battle for the soul of our nation, uh, Craig, I believe very strongly begins squarely in our homes, which will then hopefully uh, transform our schools and restore the proper teaching of American history and civics. You know, uh, the great G.K. Chesterton, and I love this, he said, you know, every neighborhood should have a banner. And what he meant by that is that uh, the things and the places and the people closest to home 
uh, are the places uh, where you can watch and, and, and understand the kind of reform and restoration that we want uh, in the country. In other words, the kind of restoration and renewal uh, toward the defense, both culturally and morally, of the great American story, in my opinion, will not begin in Washington, D.C., or Hollywood, or Wall Street, or Silicon Valley. You know, uh, it's not going to be a, a you know, kind of a top-down approach. It's going to well up uh, from our homes, our neighborhoods, our communities. Our churches have a very important role here. It's very important that in, a, in the life of our churches and communities, that we recognize uh, the kind of uh, goals that we want uh, for the young people uh, who are all around us. And it seems to me that the, that the kind of solutions, the, the, the measurable solutions uh, forward to addressing this kind of vacuum of, of, of history and culture uh, begins uh, in the home and uh, in the places uh, closest to us. And that's part of the great uh, hope that I have, because that too, localism, uh, is a big part of the, uh, the greatness of the United States of America. Well, amen to that, brother. You have given us a lot of encouragement. That's what we do when we, we wind up our interviews. A lot of encouragement to our audience, folks. The renewal, the restoration in America should be starting in our homes. That's what Tim Gagline, our guest here, Vice President Focus, has shared with us his new book, Toward a More Perfect Union, The Moral and the Cultural Case for Teaching, Teaching the American Story. We hope that you'll check this out. There's links for you to do that. Um, it's been an absolute privilege visiting with our friend and hearing about these things and the hope he has in the direction of what's available to us from our founding documents, our constitution, but maybe more importantly, how we can apply that today in our own lives, with our own families and start uh, from the bottom up a, a restoration in America. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tim Gagline reminded us that there is hope for America's future and together we can restore our country from our own homes, our own schools, our own communities and our churches. Once again, filling in for Craig DeRoche, I'm Meridian Baldacci, the Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance. And this is Conversations with Craig. Talk with you soon. Conversations with Craig is brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.